We've made it to February, and I have a few thoughts that I'd like to share with you on closers. Beat the Shift is next. Welcome to another episode of the Beat the Shift podcast, presented by Fangraphs. I am your host, Ariel Cohen, and today we have a special midweek solo episode by me uh, with a few thoughts on closers for 2022 drafts. I tweeted out a bunch of my thoughts, but for you listeners out there on the Beat the Shift podcast, wanted to put some of my words into voice. So here goes. In 2022... You do not want to play the waiver wire during the season for multiple closers. Playing the waiver wire for one closer during the year is okay, but it gets increasingly tougher to mine for two or more closers mid-season. It's the same deal with catchers, too. If you're going to play the waiver wire for one catcher all season long, you could do that, but finding two rosterable catchers mid-season becomes increasingly more difficult. So it's tough to look for more than one closer all the time in the year in 2022 during the season. A safe closer, what you think might be safe, is obviously a very loose term. Uh, But with that said, safety, quote, safety, is worth quite a bit in drafts. You know, fab capital is limited, and especially as injuries are up in baseball, you'll need lots of fab this year for your weekly replacements. And because of all the above that I just said, it means that you should be taking at least one, quote, safe closer in 2022 drafts. You might even want to roster two safe closers, but at a minimum, you should be selecting one. Now, there are a limited number of safe closers available to draft this year. There's just a smaller supply of them than usual. That has to do with the changing baseball landscape. In 2022, in the past couple of years, there's more closers by committee. There's just a fewer teams that have one main guy, and the even the ones that do, not every closer is safe and will last the entire season. So there's a smaller supply, but also in fantasy, there's a larger demand for the save statistics than usual. The law of economics, of course, says that if you have a smaller supply and a larger demand, the price will go up for safe closers. And this year, if you do the math, the price will go up quite a lot. Absolute prices of players in fantasy drafts are somewhat of a misconception. People think that, well, I can't pay that much for a closer. First round closer value, that's crazy. You can't pay that because a closer is not worth that much. Well, it is actually not absolute pricing of players that matters. It is relative pricing of players that matter. I mean, figure the exaggerated case. If everyone in your league suddenly decide to draft starting pitchers with their very first five picks in drafts, like figure... Every single person is taking a starting pitcher in all five rounds. And you say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not. I'm going to take hitters, and I'm going to zag when everybody is zigging. Well, you know what's going to happen with that? Your pitching roster 
will finish dead last. I mean, you won't be competitive at all in any of the pitching categories. And if you can't compete in five pitching categories, you just won't win that league. I mean, if you think, if you use the argument that your league mates are crazy to pay that much for pitching and to accumulate that much, and uh, you're smarter, you're smarter than that, I'm not going to do that. Well, guess what? It really doesn't matter how smart you think you are in that regard. You're going to lose that league. Because it doesn't really matter what you do. It matters what you do in the context of what everything else does. Pricing is relative. There's no absolute pricing. It's relative to the market. FYI, the market this year says pay up for safe closers. I mean, we've seen closers go in the early second round grabbing some quote-unquote safe Liam Hendricks or a safe Josh Hader. However safe you think it is, that's what the market is doing. And since you do need saves and you do need at least one safe closer, that means you need to pay up for at least one closer because they're all going early. Now, you can ask the question, do you really need to pay a second-round price for Hendricks, or are you better off by buying maybe a fifth-round Arotis Chapman? Well, to answer that question, that's really up to your assessment of what else can you buy in the second and fifth rounds regardless, right? Take a hitter in the second round and a closer in the fifth round, or the reverse, which gives you the best aggregate value, which is the best bang for your buck. That's up to you. Should you take two top closers in the first six rounds? Well, that's also up to you as well. I'm just advocating for grabbing at least one at the very high or seemingly high market prices of 2022. This year, more than anything else for saves, one needs to embrace the market premium concept. I talk a lot about that. It's you got to pay a certain premium for a certain position or a certain stat. Everybody in the market is doing it, and it's okay to pay it. Of course, you want to pay less of a market premium than everybody else, but you do need to pay it. Everybody is doing that already for stolen bases, and rightfully so. So I'm saying do it for saves as well. Now, I said that you could take two closers, but... I like to play in all value tiers. I like to play in all market bins. So I'm going to advocate taking one safe closer. I'd like to take one safe, quote, safe closer, one high skills, mid-level, let's call him a team front runner closer, and then a shot or even two if you can, late. You want to play all fields to maximize your attempt at securing the most value while still grabbing the stats. Understand how market premiums work. Remember, fantasy baseball drafts are an economic system at its purest. This is Ariel Cohen for Beat the Shift, special solo episode. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Beat the Shift podcast presented by Fangress. Follow us on Twitter at beat underscore shift underscore pod.